Are there some fees involved with these SBA loans that uh, would not be the case with conventional financing or, or um, um, you know, in a, in a residential transaction, sometimes you're paying points uh, to be able to fix the interest rate at a, at a level where I guess you uh, find that the homeowner will qualify for, for the payments. Does it work in a similar way in a commercial environment? It, it does. Um, there's your typical payments for any program, and that's your appraisal, your credit report, um, your it, just doc prep, um, and there are origination fees. I know um, conventional programs will definitely have an origination fee. Um, there's a whole slew of different, maybe even legal fees, okay, because they have to generate uh, documents. They'll probably use an attorney for that. Is that a percentage of the loan, or is that a, a fixed rate? Uh, it's typically a fixed rate, um, depending on how much, um, how in depth, the, again, the businesses and things that, are, or the transaction um, is as well. Um, but where the SBA programs have additional fees, um, the SBA 7A will charge a guarantee fee on the entire loan amount. Um, and it ranges, and I know that uh, there's some, um, the SBA is constantly um, giving breaks on that to certain certain types of transactions, um, but typically it'll be anywhere from, you know, one and a half to three percent. It all depends. It, it, it goes on loan amount. Um, but the 504 program, it, it, it's, it's a nice program. Um, to purchase a building because what it does is it's it's a partnership really with the bank um, or or another lender uh, and the CDC and the CDC does the um, like a a fifty fifty percent of the of the risk is the SBA and then forty percent is the is the bank and then ten percent comes from the individual. I suppose we should define CDC. Yeah, CDC is they they are the only ones that can write five hundred four loans for the for the um, the SBA program. Um, they I'm really sure what it, um, it, it basically there's um, it, there's really two parts to the loan. So the bank will do their part, and and again origination fees come in. But what's nice about this is that you're only paying the guarantee fee on on the the, the forty or fifty percent, right? I mean, at that point, so uh, of the loan amount, so it would, it would be uh, much much minimum, much more um, minimal, and interest rates are typically better on a five hundred four. The the seven A is typically tied to prime, and the five hundred four typically will give you lower rates. Nice fixed rates. So with uh, residential mortgage rates right now, uh, somewhere over 4% is my recollection. Uh, um, where would a commercial mortgage come in? What, what's, uh, what's the relative range that uh, these transactions uh, fall into, depending on, again, the creditworthiness of the, uh, the business and, and the, the type of property and so forth? You know, they, they really, they are, just like you said, it's all risk-based. Um, type of business you are, your personal credit. Um, you know, there's so many factors that go into, especially within a bank. Um, SBA lenders are tied to SBA caps. Um, I can't speak for them. I know that that it, it changes. Um, I want to say, I don't know if it's monthly or quarterly, but it does change. Um, but as far as a bank goes, conventional um, 
you know, I, I guess you could probably be anywhere from four and a half to seven percent, depending on risk. Um, it also also depends on the type of business, the type of property. Uh, there's so many factors that go into it. Now there are set, um, SBA seven nationwide SBA seven A lenders that just do a variable seven um, A rate of um, prime, which is five percent plus two and three quarter. That's your rate. And it's fixed for the um, for, for the, the whole 20, 20 or twenty five years. Is it easier for a small business to work with some of these uh, national SBA programs than uh, than the local bank? Uh, in or can we even generalize about something like that? Well, you know, I just think that the nationwide um, SBA lenders, um, again, they all have their niche. You know, some of them like to see more cash flow. Some of them are more collateral based. But for the most part, they take on a lot more risk. Uh, they're not tied to federal regulation or anything like that. So they're, they're able to take on more risk in their portfolio. Whereas a bank are a little bit um, tied to the federal regulation, um, they, they typically will have to stick to their underwriting guidelines and, and things of that nature. I, I guess some of these terms like 7A and 504 may sound confusing to those who aren't in the industry, but uh, this has to do with a section of the regulations or the law, I suppose, that authorized them. Um, so uh, these are the only um, uh, government programs uh, for um, that are applicable for buildings through uh, the Small Business Administration. Now, uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture is involved in some... Um, financing for rural communities, isn't that right? Yeah, and um, before we get in the USDA, I would I would urge anybody to, if they wanted to get more information, they can go to you know, sba.org uh, to learn a little bit more um, on how to qualify or think that, look at and see if they're eligible for an SBA, and they do have um, preferred lenders on, on their data, on their website. Um, the USDA program is I think very overlooked. <laughs> um, there aren't that many banks that will entertain them and there aren't that many lenders that will entertain them, but they are for rural type properties. Um, I believe it is 12,000 or less residents in an area. So you see them a lot in the Midwest, but there are some areas here in Connecticut um, that, that would be eligible. Um, you could you could use it for farms and um, or your, your local ice cream stand um, as long as it fits the eligibility. Again, you can go on the USDA website. There is a um, a link for commercial lending, and there is a um, someone um, that in the district that you could speak to on on who can help you out in terms of financing your property. So are those handled through banks like some of the SBA loans or are those uh, kind of direct lending uh, arrangements with the uh, the USDA? Do they need a participant in the, um, in, the, in the local commercial banking world? That's a great question. Um, they do need a participant. Um, their, their residential loans are direct, um, but the commercial loans do need, do have participants. Um, there are some banks here in Connecticut that will entertain the USDA. Um, but in order to really research it, contacting them, they will give you the exact banks that, and they'll tell you, this bank does a lot, this bank, this is a nationwide bank, you know, things of that nature. Well, I suppose out of modesty, we've kind of overlooked the um, 
the best kept secret in Connecticut, which uh, is the fact that CEDF is uh, able to do some types of uh, commercial mortgages. Why don't you uh, talk about what the, those uh, arrangements are and, and what our uh, requirements and, and what our restrictions are, if you will. Of course, um, we will lend um, on, to real estate. Uh, we have several um, uh, programs here, but our real estate program, it does have to be owner occupied. Um, we, f we do follow the SBA rules in terms of occupancy, owner occupancy. So your business has to occupy at least 51% of the total square footage. And that is total square footage. Um, typically, it, it's not used for mixed mixed use properties. Um, just you know, you can be in a building that has other tenants running other types of businesses, but not residential on top. Um, it's typically um, another business that's running out of the tenant. But again, you can be financed by the SBA or by CEDF if you occupy 51% of the property total square footage. Now, our, we go up to 25 years as well. Um, we are, are we do like to stay at 20, but we our terms are five-year terms or 10-year terms, so we do have a balloon on ours. Um, typically, we are at 8.5% interest rate. Um, and we'll, we will really look at any type of um, property or industry. Um, we're not afraid of anything. I, I know what comes from gas stations and car washes, owning them myself and owning my commercial properties myself. Um, so we, we, we do underwrite like a bank. However, we are um, a little bit, um, we'll, we'll take on a little more risk. Um, and we, we like to know if there's a credit issue. Um, we like to know the story. Uh, we like to know, we like to get to know our prospect or our uh, prospective customer and the character of that individual. Uh, we, we look a lot further than just numbers. Um, so that's something to think about. Um, if you have been turned down by a bank, um, definitely we are a viable option. But I do have to state that we only go up to 500000 on our uh, commercial mortgages. The, um, the fact that uh, there's a, perhaps a small differential in rate between the commercial environment um, with banks uh, and what uh, the rate would be at CEDF has to do with the fact that there's, uh, like you said, sometimes a bit more risk and also the source of the funds being our loan pool uh, capital that's uh, come from our, our investor banks. Would that be right? That is correct. Well, we don't like to compete with our investor banks. Um, their their um, investment into CEDF is for individuals that um, are not bankable and definitely would not be their dream of owning a commercial property would not come true without these investors. So CEDF does not like to compete in any way. But you're absolutely right, Fred. We, we take on a lot more risk, and we, we definitely need to adjust our rates accordingly. I'll I, I, be honest with you, I think we're still competitive. Many times uh, I've had conversations with clients um, that uh, I've worked with as a business advisor where they're they're renting right now, and, and they have the aspiration to uh, to own a property. But, um, you know, the, either the business is in an early stage or uh, the business just hasn't uh, um, 
develop the strength that it needs to uh, be able to perhaps take on some of these costs. For, for a business owner that's tired of paying rent, how do they go about evaluating their own financial strength in order to understand when they're, they're going to be able to undertake a purchase? Uh, are there ratios uh, on the balance sheet or rules of thumb that they could use to figure out whether they're uh, kind of, um, you know, reaching for something that they're not quite ready for yet? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, they have to make sure that they have 10% to put into and then understand their budget there. But I think the easiest way, I mean, you know, we, we do a lot of analysis and I, I can't expect um, a business owner to be crunching numbers like the way we do and from their tax returns and balance sheets and this number and that number over this number and that. I think the easiest way really is try to ascertain um, what the purchase price would be. So understand what your um, purchase price would be based on, say, a value, what you think the property is. Um, take 80 or 90% of that, depending on what type of down payment you're going to be doing, and just do a simple loan calculator. You can find them in an app or online or what have you and put out 20 or 25 years um, and see what the payment co- monthly payment comes out to be and see where, where it is with your lease payment. See how it, how it compares. Um, but don't forget to add in all those little extras that come along with uh, maintaining <laughs> the property as well. Probably uh, and taxes and things of that nature. Um, we we um, you mentioned earlier that sometimes mixed-use um, uh, arrangements aren't uh, the easiest to uh, finance. If a property is going to have tenants, that is commercial tenants, does that impact the uh, the financing and, and what the lender wants to see in terms of uh uh, rent rolls and uh, stability of the tenants. Uh, if there are, uh, um, I guess, a number of tenants uh, for which the uh, the new owner is going to depend on in order to make the mortgage payments. Yes, um, the lender is going to want to see what you refer to as a rent roll. And what a rent roll is is just simply stating who your tenant is, how long they've been there, what year they are in their lease, um, what they're paying, what their square footage is. Um, what their payment history has been, if you know any of this. And if you're buying a property to put your business in and there are tenants there, you want to get this information from the seller. Um, You know, some banks will not include tenant income in the debt service ratios, meaning it'll be completely reliant on your business to to make loan payments. not all banks do that, but a good portion of them do. Uh, so I, I want to caution people to to understand if you're relying on tenant income to make your loan payment, you might have a, a sticky situation with some banks. Um, there are lenders out there that, that will still entertain, but I just want to let you know some banks will just look to your business to be able to make the loan payments without tenant income. How would we um, handle that situation here at CEDF? Would that be uh, um, a consideration uh, for us? What we would what we would do, depending on what type of term, whether it be a five-year term or a ten-year term, we want to make sure that those tenants that they have signed leases for that same amount of term, and we will include that income into the debt service ratio. Okay, so that makes it a little bit easier to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to climb the ladder, so to speak. Absolutely, yes. Why don't we answer some of our um, 
participants' questions that were emailed in now. Um, we've gotten one here that says, um, what are services, uh, perhaps they mean programs, what, what, for down payment assistance for women or minority businesses? You know, I don't know of any um, programs out there to help with that. Um, now, if you typically a lender would like to see what they call skin in the game. Uh, they want to see the 10% down. Now, here's something that can maybe reduce. You're still going to have to come to the table with some money, but might be able to reduce. And is if the seller is willing to hold a note and, um, you know, kind of go behind the lender and actually, um, you know, the lender gets paid first before the seller. Um, that's something they can maybe put 5% down. Um, you know, they can do hold 5% of the down payment and then the the buyer can come in with the other 5%. That That is definitely a viable option. And that's something here at CEDF we would, we would consider. Um, when I say go behind, they would have to subordinate to, to, to the lender, CEDF. Um, that's, that's kind of one way around having to throw a big chunk of money and just kind of basically cutting in half. Situations where, uh, let's say, a relative is willing to um, uh, contribute to, um, I guess, the purchase of a building by providing a down payment. How does a lender look at those sorts of situations? Does that count as skin in the game? Um, yes, I know if, if it's considered a gift um, and as long as the money's being put in, that's fine because um, that's money that the lender is not basically lending, right? So it is kind of what we would refer to as skin in the game. Thank, you know, if you have a relative like that, thank God, you know, that's good for you. But um, typically they're going to want either a low interest of their money back. Again, they will have to subordinate. That's very similar to the seller doing it, but it's just a family member at that point. If it's a gift, we'd, um, the, the lender or CEDF would need a letter um, stating that it's a gift and be signed by the, the individual providing the gift. Or we need uh, the terms of of that money that that person's providing. So it is theoretically possible to borrow a down payment under certain conditions, I, I think is what you're saying. Um, yes, yes, it would be. Um, as long as they're not going to another lender, if it's a family member, it's a little bit more reasonable. And if it's a seller, it's a little bit, you know. Again, I don't, I, here at CEDF, I don't think, the full 10% we would want something from the borrower. Otherwise, it might indicate that there's not enough stability in the business in order to um, be aspiring to be a building owner at this point. 